0: Hello, and welcome to the Anchor Podcast, a ministry of Rock Harbor Church. We want to help guide and grow you in your walk with the Lord by providing an in-depth study of God's Word. So please, grab your Bibles, and let's set a course for spiritual maturity. Here's our guest speaker with this week's message. Uh, Welcome here. Uh, Several things before we start. I have to fly out. I have to be at 1030 at LAX tonight. So, uh, the plan is are going to give the message. Brandon asked me to talk about uh, uh, mercy for me, mercy for you, which we'll talk about. Okay. I was saved at 19, all right? Accepted the Lord as my Savior into my heart. Changed my life. And I started the Christian life. And make a long story short, I... Quotes, fought the good battle of faith and there were besetting sins that I could not get the victory I mean, you know how Jesus Peter asked Jesus how long should? You know, how many times should I forgive my friend You know, if he does this to me seven times, you know, Peter's being generous in that culture and Jesus says 70 times seven and I'm sitting one night in 1996 on my knees saying God, I need help because I think I'm close to the 490th time and that started this search for something that is missed and many people do not understand to get victory in the Christian life. There's three things uh, for God. We can start the slides. Okay. There's three things uh, that, the, uh, the, that we need for release of the Holy Spirit we need a revelation of how big God is, how loving He is, and how we can walk in that love and give it away. Sounds trite. It's easier said than done, all right? I sell people the Christian life is easy to say. It is like hell to do until you know the answers. And we're going to talk about one of the, I was going to say trick, it's not a trick, but the lesson that the scripture talks to get success. Luke 3.16 uh, 3, says, I baptize you with water. This is John the Baptist. But he is coming that will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. Sounds good. But the next verse we forget. His winnowing fork is in his hand, and he is, thir- he is- will thoroughly clean out the threshing floor. That's the part we don't want. Because the threshing floor is where you get rid of the chaff, and keep the grain. And that's the part we don't like, but it's part of the Christian life. 2 Corinthians 10.5 says, we are to take captive every thought. God works through our thoughts, all right? I want to ask you something. If God works through our thoughts, does the devil work through our thoughts? Yes, yes. God speaks through our thoughts, but here's the, the issue the comforter comforts, and the accuser always accuses. I came to the point when I learned this key, if that's a word to say, and I looked at my life. of my life is negative thoughts, all right? Negative, evil things, and I had no control of it. What happened in the Garden of Eden? We don't think about this. Genesis 3.15, there's two trees. There's a tree of life, And the tree of knowledge of good and evil. That they're not supposed to talk about. They're not supposed to touch. They're not supposed to go near. Satan, Lucifer, the Satan, the evil one. Comes to Eve and says, listen. You take this tree. You will be like gods. Little g gods. Knowing the difference between good and evil. You will be able to judge condemn and live in the plane of justice. See, Adam and Eve didn't know this at this point. They didn't know justice. They didn't know condemnation. They didn't know judgment. They only walked in that spirit of God, had no clue this plane li- existed. Satan was telling them the truth. They would now know, if we took partook of that tree, how to judge, want justice, and condemn people. The problem is the tree of life produces increase, but the other tree produces judgment and decrease. Matthew 7 and Luke 6 talks about a very interesting thing. It says, do not judge and you will not be judged. We've all read through that. It doesn't mean much to us, you know. If you want justice, you would be dealt with the same way you deal with other people. Justice is good, and mercy is better. But here's what happens. Once we become in line with God, we like to play Holy Spirit. You see, we go to God and say, Lord, I'm a sinner. I want mercy for me. But I want justice for that SOB that or judgment or condemnation, right? That that's the human nature. That's how we were born. God says it doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way. If you want mercy, mercy for me, then it's mercy for you. So these are two planes. Justice is good, but mercy is better. Back in the Old Testament, it was an eye for an eye. And most of us today are living on that plane. Justice plane is Satan's plane. Mercy's plane is God and the Holy Spirit's plane. Here's the interesting thing. Justice is Satan's arena. He's a master prosecutor, he's a master accuser, Satan cannot, though, follow God into the area of the tree of life. Satan always works in our life through the arena of justice and judgment and condemnation. Luke 6 37. Judge not, forgive and be forgiven. Lord's Prayer says it very good, by the way. I'll forgive you how? Like you forgive the next man. See, the Lord's Prayer is saying, God, there's mercy here. I'll forgive you. But it's mercy for me, it's mercy for you. Satan's plan is mercy for me, justice and condemnation for that SOB that did this to me. Right? Mercy always triumphs over judgment. Luke 20 talks about the sins of the fathers and recurring things that happen in our life. And it's like a magnetic pull in our lives. In fact, the scripture talks about judgments falling on on me, my kids, my grandkids for four generations. Four, think of that. But here's the interesting thing. He says, my grace goes for five generations. Oh, my gosh. So God is always stronger than this plane of justice and judgment and condemnation. Mercy always triumphs over judgment. We come to God. We say, I'm not a bit, that big a sinner. You remember the story of Jesus was uh, told about the guy that comes and leaves forgiven millions, you know, he's got this big debt, and he says, uh, falls on his knees, please forgive me, I'm a sinner, forgive me, let it go. God says, yeah. Then he goes out in the street and pulls the guy that knows him 50 bucks and says, pay me up, right? That is mercy for me, justice for you, right? God didn't like that idea. We rationalize. I didn't sin all that bad. Here's the problem. In fact, you live. Look at the issues with uh, uh, what God says. First of all, He says you can't have it both ways. Most of us have years of baggage and judgment in our lives. Stuff keeps going on. We have recurring problems. Like I had in 96 when I'm thinking of a hit the 490th time, I've asked God to forgive me for this crazy thing that's going on in my life. There's a law of sowing and reaping that always goes on, and it seems like it has captiv- captivity over us. The only escape is the mercy of Jesus Christ. Forgiveness and repenting and living in this place of mercy for me, mercy for you, no judgment always brings the Spirit of God in. The bottom line is God is calling Christians to a place of repentance and forgiveness. If you think of what's the most grievous thing that's ever happened, we can think of Hitler's six million, Stalin's 30 million, Mao's 60 million, The greatest tragedy on earth that's occurred on earth was when our forefathers murdered the Son of God. Back then, they didn't understand that God was in their midst. Jesus was not just God, He was God. God. He bled and died six hours on the cross to atone for our sins. But we reason about the atoning of our sins. My sin of immorality, my sin of pornography, my backbiting, my lying, my judging, my anger, my desire for power. What's one of the biggest sins that men have trouble with? Forgiving themselves. There are, we, this is something that kind of bugs me. I'm not sure if I say it the right way, but we're always talking about women and their abortions. Very few people realize, women have no clue about this. The man who had the girl get the abortion, he can't forgive himself. He struggles with that, just like the woman does. We have this huge debt. So we say to God, I want to settle out of court. I will forgive you for all these sins, he says. But you have to live in this plane of mercy. It's mercy for me, mercy for you. Not mercy for me and justice for you. See, if you go back to that Garden of Eden, the plane was, Satan was saying, I'll make you like gods so you now can live in this plane of justice and judgment and condemnation. There is only one place in the Scripture where it allows for judgment for the Christian believer. What is it? Only one place. Church discipline. Nowhere else. Nowhere does it allow for that. The only way out of this is to mercy and be forgiven and know we're forgiven. Let's go to the cross. Jesus is on the cross. There's two types of people at the cross. The first group is get these murderers or get these guys that are doing all these bad things. And then there's Jesus on the cross. Forgive them for they don't know what they're doing. See, Jesus is living on this plane, mercy for me, mercy for them, they're killing me. Mercy for me, mercy for them. I, Jesus refuses to go, mercy for me, let's, judgment, condemnation, let's wipe them out. Well, the Pharisees say? If you're God, wipe them out, right? They didn't understand this problem of mercy for me, mercy for you. Back in the Garden of Eden, we learned that we can judge good and evil. But here's the thing there's this higher plane that you can live on. Satan always works on the plane of justice and judging and condemning. But God always works in this plane of the Spirit. Mercy is good. But when I refuse to judge or condemn or want justice, neat things happen. See, what we don't see and understand is when Jesus on the cross said, I refuse, the judgment's yours, God, not me. Now, he's going to judge us. Don't get me wrong. He will. Down the road. But he refused to want justice and judgment, release happens of a spirit And in the world area, he released the Spirit on the whole world. This area of justice and judgment can have an incredible hold on our lives. We don't like to admit it. I didn't. It's just... Judgment upon judgment upon judgment, and it just grows. Plus, I have to deal with all the crap from my fathers, my grandfathers. My judgment holds others in bondage. Listen to that carefully. My judgment holds others in bondage. You see, when you are judging... You are pl- I'm trying to, if I'm judging, I'm trying to play Holy Spirit. It doesn't work. In fact, by letting go and saying, I refuse to judge and condemn you, I release in the spiritual world the Holy Spirit to work phento- phenomenal. Most of us don't have a spirit working greatly in our lives because we're living on this place of mercy for me, judgment and justice and condemnation for you. The important thing is we have been forgiven this great debt, but you have to be willing to get out of this plane of. Judging and justice and condemnation for others. Remember Paul the Apostle? One of the greatest expositors of a gospel in the world. He's one that brought the Christian church to us. We don't remember. Remember the stoning of Stephen? You know, Stephen, you know, he's getting stoned, throwing rocks at. Who is there? Saul! The previous Apostle Paul is there holding the coats while the people are stoning him. What does Stephen say? Father, lay not the sin to their charge. What is Stephen saying? God, I'm living in a point of mercy for me, mercy for this, these guys hitting me with stones. You, God, look after the justice and the judgment. And once that happens, every time it releases the Holy Spirit, and we have the Apostle Paul. Stephen was refusing to give sins, give the spirit world any rights, and instead give the judgment and justice to God. If you live in the spiritual plane, you'll have no no judgment, no condemnation, and no justice, only forgiveness. You cannot end up, will not end up when you live in this plane, amazing things will happen to these besetting sins that bother us. Number two, God will start working amazingly. I, I remember... When I first learned this in '96 and started practicing it, I, in fact, I was driving down uh, I-5, and uh, it's like this voice had in my mind: there's, "Turn around and talk to that hitchhiker. Go to the next exit. You know, go around the exit and come back and pick him up." Twenty minutes later, sitting in my front seat, crying, accepting the Lord as the sa- His Savior. God commands, bless and curse not, but if you don't deal with these issues the Scripture talks about, it will be passed down to your children. 1 Peter 2.23 states that even Jesus refused to judge, went at the cross, and left the judging to the Father. We've mentioned that. Matthew 18.15-20 Forgiveness of a brother is tied to the power in your spiritual life. In fact, the Scripture says that whatever is bound by two believers, and if you look in the context, the Greek context, it's believers are living on the spiritual plane of mercy for me, mercy for you. There is no judgment or condemnness. It's bound in heaven. That's the power Romans 12:19: "Vengeance is mine," says the Lord. "We are to leave the judgment for the wrath of God, and God promises to avenge and pray <laughs> and repay." Here's the important thing. It is hard. Because we are born, the sinful life is mercy for me, justice for you. We come to the cross, and God says, I'll save you. I'll forgive you. But there's something, if you want to live in the spiritual dynamic, you have to live in this plane of mercy for me, mercy for you. Let's talk a little bit how it works. In fact, uh, let's see how many. Uh, six weeks ago, some of my cows got out onto a neighbor's place. And in fact, we, and uh, uh, in fact, they didn't know who co- whose cows were there. In fact, they got, got the brand inspector up, and they saw, saw they belonged to me. You know? In fact, I went to the brand, they called me up, you know, and, and uh, I thought was, uh, he said, "Should I, doc? Should I get you for cattle rustling?" <laughs> no. Anyhow. So we made a deal with his neighbor. He has cows, too, and he said, John, I want to buy them. I, I need some. So I, we made a deal, signed a little written paper. He's going to give me 4000 bucks in, in uh, what week. I mean, he didn't have it right there. No problem. And uh, $4,000 bucks did not come. I called him one time. Oh, I'll put it in the mail tomorrow. You know. My wife... Oh my gosh! You know, you got to call him. You got to do this. You got to do this. You you can't. You know, we can put. We've got it written on paper. We can put a lien on his place. No, I said, God, this is your problem, not mine. In fact, I happen to know from inside sources that this man, God is dealing greatly on his life. I want him in the kingdom. I want the Spirit to work on him. I said, God, I release this man to you. I will give him mercy. I refuse to judge or condemn this guy. You work on him. Yesterday, I got a check for 4000 bucks, and we are praising God that God is going to use this to turn this man back to him. Do you follow what I'm saying? Here's the problem. We come to this life, we want mercy for me, justice for you. It doesn't work. I want every head bowed, Every eye closed right now. If you do not know Jesus Christ is your Savior, every eye closed, no one looking, I want you to put your hand up right now, up and down, real quickly. Yes, we're going to pray for you, brother. Number two, when, if you, every eye closed, nobody looking, if you feel that God has spoken to you, I need to do mercy for me, Mercy for others. I want to get out of his plane of justice. Put your hand up real quick. Up and down. Nobody looking around. God is moving. Father, Lord, we come to you, God. The man that needs to know you, tonight have him seek out one of the elders here. May he come to know who you are and this wonderful forgiveness that happens. For all these men that lifted up their hands, God. <laughs> there are dozens and dozens, Lord. Put the Spirit of God on them. Have them ask for forgiveness for this place of judgment and condemnation in our lives so the Spirit will work fully in wonderful things. Let us quit trying to be Holy Spirit. Oh, God, never again let us do that. Let us love every man, accept every man, refuse judgment and justice and condemnation for anyone. So be it. Amen. Thanks for joining us for another lesson. We hope that this message is a blessing for you and helps you grow towards a more mature understanding of God's Word. For more information about our ministry, we invite you to check out our website at rockharborchurch.net. Until next time, remember... Keep looking up for our redemption draws near.